Warning, the following podcast contains language that is explicit, because implicit language is, well, it's bullshit. Howdy ho, neighbors. Welcome back. This is the National Blitz League Podcast. The strongest 1400 that breathes oxygen on the planet Earth. That's like, that shouldn't have been the joke I made. The fast pace. Uh, You're a ward of the state. <laughs> Ruthless. I'm a second chess player. Check yourself at all times. My wrath will rain down. Heart pounding. Nate Kelly in the building. Big Lou. Guy Daniel X. Ambassador for the weak player delegation. Ass whoopery took place. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's the National Bliss League. You're on with Strap. And I got my main man's with me, Luminati. What's going on, Lou? What's up? It's Big Lou from the NBL, from the CCB. And we're here in the place to be with Daniel X. Jones, a.k.a. God, Daniel X. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. Say what you say. What's going on, Mr. Uh, Daniel X. Jones? How are you, sir? Uh, I am very well. Uh, Please, just title God is is more than sufficient. I'm sorry. I'm Uh, sorry. I cringe every time I hear the name Jones. All praise uh, be. All yeah, soon, crazy. soon, all of that'll be changing anyway. But uh, yeah, what's going on, fellas? Man, we are, we are excited. We are happy. Probably more happy than you are. Don't ask why. But uh, it came to our attention that uh, over the past weekend, I do believe you were involved in the tournament. It was a Masters or Quest to Masters tournament that was thrown on by none other than the great Nathan Kelly, the Don King of chess himself, and it was a seven round uh, chess match. That you had to play, and you did very well, sir. W- would you like to say what your score was? Uh, sure. I mean, we did seven rounds. I ended with uh, six and a half, uh, no losses at all throughout the tournament. So um, it was a great event. Great event it was. Uh, I, I wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to interject. Great event. Now let's let's just. I know you're being humble, and and that's fine. But let's be realistic. You had seven rounds. Were there any masters in this tournament that you were playing, uh, God? There was. I uh, I played a total of three masters. Okay. So you played three masters, and you're telling me that you only had one draw. Did you did you feel any heat at all during the tournament? Um, believe it or not, uh, pretty much every game that I was involved in, I felt like I was on cruise control. Uh, there was only one game that brought me concern. I actually played a move uh, incorrectly, and that was actually against uh, expert J.J. Uh, Lang, Jonathan J. Lang. Hmm. And uh, he had uh, played a series of moves, and I'm used to seeing that position, but I did my response out of order and found myself in a little bit of a pickle. Actually, a bad position, to be honest with you, and that was the only one that I felt I needed to actually focus and hone in on to actually pull out the victory. Uh, but for all of the rest of the games, it was it was pretty much cruise control. I was I was in familiar territory. Um, I felt comfortable. Um, I was playing the aggressive style of chess that I like to play. Um, I, it, it was just a it was, it was just a good flowing tournament. I just want to be sure when you say cruise control, <laughs> what what that says to me is that you didn't feel like you had to turn on your brain into second gear uh, at all. That's that's what I take from cruise control. Is that is that what you're saying, sir? 
I I am, but let me say I'm not taking anything from the players, right? The players are phenomenal. They they gave some very good games. Um, it was just you know sometimes I, I'm I'm a competitor. I'm I'm a, I'm an athlete. I do martial arts. I've wrestled. I've done every sport that you could possibly imagine. So I know what it is to be in the zone, right? Um, and if I could say in the <clears throat> zone throughout my chess career, when when did it happen? It was this past weekend. I was just in the zone. I was comfortable. I didn't have the butterflies. I was just, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like what Damian Lillard is doing right now in the NBA, how he's just lighting the world on fire and just scoring at will. That's how I felt last weekend. I'm going to pretend like I know who uh, that person is. So, uh, okay, when you <laughs> say you're in the zone and you're playing. So, okay, so let's get into it. They, looking at the, the talk in the chat uh, leading up to the event, you were not the favorite to, to win at all. Uh, That's a fact. Um People put out their projections. Right, right. They put out who they thought would win, and my name was never in the conversation. Never. It never uh, people had said it would be David Franklin. Some yes. people said um, that it would actually turn out to be Maxinski. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maximilian is his proper name. So people had a lot of suggestions about who they felt would win, but I know for a fact that my name did not come up in the conversation. And that's one of the beautiful things about this weekend. I actually changed the narrative because there were actually some rumors that circulated for years. Mm-hmm. When it came to standard chess. What's that? Mm. And, and I let it go on because I'm not the type to feed into rumors or, or a little girly talk. I don't even want to disrespect females. I, don't, I just, I don't do gossip, right? <laughs> um, you just say bitch shit because that, that covers, whatever. whatever. <laughs> but pretty much for years, people, are, people had a lot of narratives that were involved when it came to slow chess. They said, you know, Daniel is cold at blitz. His standard game is suspect. Daniel is a phenomenal blitz champion, but when it comes to slower time controls, he just ain't got it. And each time that that would, it it was rare that it would actually make it to my ears. But each time that it did make it to my ears, I would always challenge the person by saying, when did you ever beat me in a slow tournament? And that question alone parried off a lot of rumors and gossip because no one ever had an answer. People would say that my slow game was suspect, but they never beat me. (laughs) Right. So it was like, okay, where y'all getting this from? So it was actually something that they pulled out of their backside. And deep down, just to give some context, I always knew that the skill was there. It's just difficult for my type of schedule with the pace and the rigorous schedule that I keep to get a weekend where I could play three days, four days, you know, time controls and not have anything else to do. So I think um, uh, uh, Daim Shabazz with the chessdrum.net, he put it really beautiful in the article that he wrote about this past weekend how since 2017, I really only played in six tournaments. Right. And in those six tournaments, <clears throat> I always raised my rating to a higher level. It's just I, I wasn't one of those people that can go to tournaments throughout the year, all times, anytime. I just never had that, never had that opportunity because of my other things that I have responsibilities to maintain and upkeep would prevent me from taking three days out of my schedule to go play in some slow t- standard tournament. You said you went into this tournament with zero butterflies. You were just in the zone. You were doing your thing, something about somebody named uh, DeMarcus. Maximilian. Whatever the hell his name right. is. All right. All so, right. Oh, yeah. Right. Question. Did you do any uh, prep slow chess-wise? Um, I won't say slow chess-wise, but I knew that, um, like, I'm one of those field players. Like, I can have something prepared, but if I'm not feeling it, I'll make a random brash decision to go into a different territory just because I know I think a lot of times people underestimate the power of psychology in chess. Mm. And if you're not feeling it, even though you prepped for something, that little 
doubt or 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 self self doubt or self or suspicion that you have inside that will mess up your game and you you'll be uncomfortable the entire game and we know that the more uncomfortable you are in a chess game the more likely you are to lose so when Correct. you say doubt so i've always I'm sorry. go ahead yeah so i've always been the type where i have to fill it in mm-hmm. order to play it so this tournament i actually prepared i said i'm going to run my karakan and i'm going to do the muhammad opening that i've developed right? right and when i got to the tournament there was no doubt no suspicion no suspect i was just in the zone. i was comfortable I was like, oh, this is the right feeling. So I, I stuck to the game plan. I had played both of those openings thoroughly on my private account that I have, which is what I used to prep for tournaments or matches. And I was just seeing pretty much everything that I saw this past weekend over the board. I had already went through it several times in, in, a, in, a, in a blitz game, uh, playing against people in five-minute chess, three-minute chess, one-minute chess. I had already seen it so many times. So the patterns, honest to God, except with the exclusion of that one game against J.J. Lang, I had pretty much seen every single game that I had played. Wow. Have you played against everybody that was in the field before? Um, you talking about from the tournament? Yeah, have you yeah. played them before, whether it's slow or fast? I've played out of the seven players that I had to face, I played um hmm. I played yeah I did play the majority before. Okay. Um I didn't play them in standard chess, but I did play each of them with the exclusion of Matt Pullen. Uh, I did play all of them before. How much of a factor did that play into uh, how well you felt about your prep uh, and, and your overall general feeling about that day going in? Um, it didn't because, like, you know, it's a different game we talk about classical. It's just different. Um, and I played uh, the Calgati brothers. I only actually played one of them, and that was at the Rapid, um, the, the Rapid, uh, Chicago Rapid Championships. Um, that I actually took first in as well. So I'm actually on a win streak. People don't know that. Uh, but I actually took the Chicago Rapid Championships 2019 um, in December. Um, and I got a chance to play one of the Calgati brothers, who's a master, uh, in that Rapid tournament. But that was a 10-minute chess game. So a 10-minute game is much different than a 45-5 and five, um, type of game. So I did play him before, but I wasn't comfortable enough with him to think that I knew him very well. Um, and some of the, even some of the other players that I played, I've played them before. Uh, but they've never. None of them have ever been walkovers for me. Okay. Um, right. So it was just you know it was somewhat comfortable, but you know I still had to do what I had to do. Let, let me let me just ask. I, I have to kind of go back a little bit um, because I want to retouch on that one little subject. There were a lot of people who said that I heard personally say Daniel's a great blitz, blitz player. If you want to call him a master, he's a blitz master. But he's not a master. He'll never be a classical USCF national master. He just, his game is suspect. It'll never happen. I've heard a lot of people say that. And I just, I personally feel some kind of way about that statement. Because I personally feel as though for you to make that statement about any person is is just plain wrong. I feel like anybody in the world, if they want to become something they can, they can put in the time, the effort. And especially with you, because when you looked at your rating, Danny, you were only 50-something points away from becoming a national master anyway. This doesn't like you're like a... 1500 you weren't at 1800 
No disrespect to the 1500s out there. No disrespect to the player <laughs> delegation. No disrespect. You know, but what I'm saying is for somebody to make a statement like that about you, looking at your rating and looking at the tournaments you played and realizing possibly that you hadn't played a lot of tournaments, I just, what would make somebody say that about you? I mean, is it their own, you know, lack of confidence in themselves or who they are? Or, I mean, what's the purpose of that? What's the purpose of someone saying that Blitz hurts your classical game and that, you know, your game will never reach the level of national master and classical because Blitz is never going to help you to get there. And I personally feel like Blitz helps you to get to where you are. I mean, I, I personally feel like your ability to recognize the patterns, your ability to calculate faster than your opponents, your ability to feel comfortable in these positions that you were in helps you to actually take everyone out in a very comfortable fashion because of your experience and your your blitz experience, your classical experience. I, I just want you to touch a little bit more on that because I feel like it's it was kind of like we didn't hit on it enough. And, and this is a really easy response. Let me know when you're ready. Luke. I'm ready, sir. It's called haters. No. <laughs> haters. That's simple. That's simple. Simple. It's, it's, it's just hate. And sometimes, you know, and, and we're used to this, man. I mean, I don't want to make this like go into social geopolitical or racist issues, but we know that when a black man is able to accomplish great things in an arena, there's always a naysayer, always a hater that wants to diminish their accomplishment or make them have some type of fault or weakness. Now, every human being has a weakness and strengths, but why not just applaud the fact that I murder people in blitz? Mm. If, if, if you were truly a, a stand-up character, you would just acknowledge the fact that I was a monster and I was able to prove that I was a monster in Blitz and just leave it at that. But when you have someone who acknowledges Blitz, but then backs that statement up by discrediting something that's not even being had at that time. Exactly. It's not like it's a, a, a standard tournament <clears throat> on the side that I'm also involved in. Usually when that statement is said, it's completely irrelevant. It has no bearings on anything. True. But they find a way to say that out of their jealousy, their envy, their hatred of someone who's knocking knocking them out, handling business in the chess world. And that's what makes this title so so special to me. Um, I know it's just a title, but it makes it special because people are always going to have their opinions, no matter what. I can go to a nationally FIDE tournament and win first place, but there will be somebody that has something to say. Well, those lines were some, some, some. There's always oh, going to be naysayers. Right. But what you can't be a naysayer about is the title because anybody who's involved in chess knows that you can't hiccup on a national master title. Never. And think about it. How could people say that my chess game is suspect, but two years ago I won the Chicago Open clear first? Ooh. Oh. Took home $5,000. Oh. Come on now. I've done this my entire life. I've won thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars in tournaments that I only play once or twice a year, but they will still have the audacity and the nerve to say that my slow game was not up to par. So whatever they feel about it is really irrelevant to me. But regardless, this title, this accomplishment, this past weekend is going to shut up a lot of the outside noise because they cannot take away what, I, what I've accomplished. 
people had no problem giving me credit in the Blitz world, even though they still got the naysayers out there. Right? I ain't going to call them out. Y'all know who they are. Yes, we do. Anything that's posted online, they have something to say. Yes. It could be a beautiful, brilliant game where GMs are giving credit, FMs are giving credit, IMs are giving credit. Oh, that's a masterful game. But some bum, some 1300, some 1700, some 20, 2000 is going to have something to say about the game. So it just goes with the territory. Anytime you're on the top and you're at the top of the food chain, this comes with it. So I'm not disturbed. I'm not thrown off course. I just know this is a part of what we do. So, but just, but, but, but let me say this as well. Okay. And Johnny, okay. just know that I'm not finished yet. Okay. Ah, whoa. Ah, whoa. 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 So, wait a minute. Now, are you trying to say that you're going for a higher level? Are you trying to go to uh, FIDE Master or International Master or Grandmaster or Super Grandmaster? Maybe I have big goals. <laughs> I'll say it like that. And I've always, um, prided myself on being able to keep things developments things that are i'm working on under wraps okay and uh you know i have a theory that you know when something is a vision or, or a desire or you have a goal the more that you talk about it and put it out into the ethers the more the vultures and the haters are going to pop up right and find things to circumvent the process or to stop you from accomplishing your goals Okay. So when you have an idea or a goal, you keep it close to you, Okay. right? Because it's like a newborn baby. A newborn babies are very vulnerable. They're quick to disease, illness. They're quick to colds, temperatures, flus. So you keep it real close to you. But there's one person that I do know, know, and I gave myself a certain time span. And that person can verify that I have not even got close to the time span that I gave myself. But one major accomplishment has been done with this national master title. To either say, put up or shut up, right? Everybody has concepts everybody has theory everybody has random questions out of nowhere that has no foundation in anything but it's just a random question that popped into the head he was more of the type of brother that was like man look either we're gonna make this happen either we're gonna get serious about you either we're gonna play real lines or shut up talking to me and i i don't mm. blame him in the least bit of that i just think it's a different strategy i've always appreciated him for that strategy um he never was uh um the type that wouldn't give me a game or put me out the rotation he always was uh, uh, willing to, you know, sit down and play with me. Um, so I'm not going to sp- say anything negative about the brother. I think he's phenomenal. He was one of the, the 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 pioneers of brothers achieving the national master title. So it was brothers like him that I looked up to as a young boy um, that I saw that it was a possibility that I could do those things. It was the Emory Tates of the world, the Dandridge, um, the, uh, the James Allens, all these phenomenal brothers that achieved these great feats that really paved the way as a little boy, I would come around and see them and I would look up to them. I, many times I didn't say anything to them, but sometimes you have to see the goal or see some else, someone else do it to know that you have the potential within you to do it. And then once you sit across the board and actually play them and it's not as complicated or it's not as deep as you thought it would be, it actually makes it the, 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 the striving of the goal a lot, um, a lot more digestible, if you will. Like, for example, people, people could say what they want about Obama. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people will say that he didn't do much for our community, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's a debate to be had for years to come, whatever. But there's one thing that I do know that um, his presence in that office um, did of good for our community. And that was our young people, our five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven, eight, nine, ten, teenagers, young adults. They all saw a brother sit in the highest seat in this country. Absolutely. And because they saw that, 
is going to give them these little young geniuses, these brilliant minds that we have coming behind us, the idea that it's possible. So Uncle Marv served that for me in the chess world. So to this day, I would never disrespect him, man. I have to give him his kudos and his credit because he was my Obama of the chess world. Oh, wow. Um, so I hope that we, and let me just say this. I know we got to end this uh, shortly, um, but shout out to all of the players from across the country that are part of the NBL. Um, a lot of them direct message me or they send me Facebook messages uh, just congratulating me on the achievement. You know, you might see a lot of trash talking online um, on the various posts, et cetera. Uh, but the brothers specifically um, from New York, um, out shout out to Sean Martinez, Andrew Lopez, LaMille Mack, um, all the way to Detroit, Joseph Gasson, uh, D. Wow, all of them brothers. So, you know, everybody's showing mad love, man, even though we got our rivalries and uh, our different cities versus cities. Um, at the end of the day, when someone accomplishes something great, none of them were hesitant to uh, reach out and just, you know, show some love. That's awesome. That is so awesome. now that you have, you've pretty much been uh, the assassin, right? The babyface assassin. You're knocking them out. Uh, well, you got it, so you went by a whole bunch of names. But the babyface assassin, got it. You you used to knock off, excuse me, not used to. That was a mistake, slip of the tongue. You, you had known for knocking off a grandmaster or 12. Right, so uh, uh, I am really ain't nothing, nothing for you. Uh, FM, you know why bother? And just national masters, you know that's that's like child's play. So it was kind of like watching you was like watching the people's champ, or like well, I, I keep saying was or talking about past tense, but it'll make sense in a second. Watching you was like watching uh, the people's champ, right? It's like kind of like you play with a chip on your shoulder. Like, yep, I'm not a master, but I'm about to show these guys that your your title means absolutely nothing to me. Like, the fact that you are a 755th degree black belt means nothing to me. You don't have to punch me to prove it. So now that you are a master and you are one of those <laughs> titled people, are you still going to play with that same veracity uh, and that same fearlessness um, of, I don't know, maybe you felt like you had something to prove or maybe you to others or to yourself or I'm not sure. Uh, how you Are you going to play with that same aggressiveness that you played with before? Of course. Um, make no mistake about it, title or not, I'm still going to be the underdog. Um, there's still naysayers. There's still people that are very opinionated about my game, about my style, et cetera. So um, just because the title comes, then it's going to be, well, he just got his title in 2020. Uh, right. You know, or I done had this for 15, 20 years. He just, he, he Johnny come lately. He new to the block. You know, it's, it's right. always going to be naysayers. So I'm still the underdog. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, y'all know pigment matters. <laughs> okay, so I'm still going to be the underdog when it comes to titled arenas when it comes to uh, uh, I mean Chicago Open I'm now in, a, in officially have to be in the open section every single time you know what I mean so it's like if oh, I'm in the works? open of course so if I'm in the open section uh, then you all know that being the new guy on the block with people having 2300 2400 ratings I'm still a little homie I'm still a little bruh in them Right. So uh, right. I'm still going to have to step up to the plate. I'm still going to have to perform on a high level. I still have a lot more to conquer. This is just a small stepping stone that I've, that I've landed. So I, I need to ask one question about the Muhammad. And, and I, I think this has to be said. I heard a master once say that he didn't like the Muhammad because it's not the bird and there's no real theory for him to do research on to actually prep for the Muhammad. So 
it kind of like hit home with me because I believe it's what you've been saying for a while, Danny, is that your opening that you created, um, your system is, is not the bird. And I believe you played the Muhammad when you played white the whole tournament. Is that accurate? I, I didn't watch every single game. Absolutely. That's 100% accurate. So what is it about your opening? So, okay, I'm not at your level of chess, but what I've noticed is that normally when you open with the Muhammad, people think they're going to just play at you a certain way. Like they, they've got this preconceived notion, okay, you know, 1F4, all right, I'm going to play this, I'm going to play that, and then I'm going to just, you know, get a solid opening on Danny and that's it. But I've noticed after around move 10 or so, people start to, they, they, they slow down. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you throw them in a time warp or something, but they start to slow down and they really start to go into the tank to think about what they're going to do next. What is that? Um, if I could probably give an example to paint a, a, a vivid picture. Mm-hmm. It's like if, you know, a lot of people are familiar with the game of basketball, right? Right. And on the court, you got the wooden floor, you got the free throw line, you got the three-point line, you got your two rims, your teams, et cetera. Right. All right. The majority of openings that are played on regardless of whatever level, right, are very standard. It looks like a casual basketball game. Okay. Right. The wooden right. floor, everything is there. What I okay. do with the opening that I've developed is I take you, you're still playing basketball. Right. But I'm taking you out of your comfort zone. You don't have the fans around you, right? You don't have the free throw line. You don't have the three-point line. You don't have the uniforms on. I'm putting you in a karate dojo saying, let's play basketball. So now because the environment is unfamiliar, now I have to second guess how I'm going to do what I'm going to do because I've only been prepping from the free throw line. I've only been prepping oh. from the three-point line. So now they're looking at it like, okay, I play this game. I'm still doing basketball. It's still dribbling. It's still shooting. It's still crossovers. It's still that. But this environment looks unfamiliar. So that's what causes that delay in time. They're looking mm-hmm. at a board. They're not used. They're looking at. They're used to seeing Sicilian formations, French defense formations, English knight f three. You know these different types of formations. So when they see something that's different, it throws them off, and they really have to move carefully because they don't want to fall into any of my traps that I have within it. They actually want to play um, at least something solid enough where they could find themselves in a decent game. But by the time they figure it out, you know, they burn so much time off of their clock. Um, they're now nervous and uncomfortable. And again, psychology plays a huge role in chess. So if you're uncomfortable, you're more likely to make a mistake. You're more likely to be overcautious. You're more likely to overthink. So that's all I do. I put people in positions where they are not comfortable. And I use the psychology of the situation to, to get my edge. Um, I've always said this as a little boy. I said, I don't care what your rating is or how strong you are. I've always felt like if I can get a man, no matter what his title was, Grandmaster, International Master, Feeder Master, into a position that requires pure tactics, pure tactics, I always felt like I would have an edge. I don't care what the title was. That was just something I, I, I studied with G. Wayne Lambert as a little boy, and we would just be working on puzzle after puzzle after um, uh, uh, and. I did that so often. That was my comfort zone. So anytime I could get somebody out of book, oh, my, my, I'm like on 10,000 while, while they're more than likely dropping down in points. I'm climbing and going even higher in points because I don't need to be comfortable in a position to make magic happen. I can make magic happen from anywhere. 
So that's my theory behind the Muhammad. I put people in a position where their self-esteem decreases and mine climbs through the roof. Well, will you ever publish your system? Will you ever like document it and publish the Muhammad? Absolutely. Um, I think it's in the early stages now. I'm still, you know, having a baby arguments about whether or not it's a bird or not. Right. I thought okay. we would be beyond that. But people still because they punch it in some little engine. And what they don't realize is that in the engine, if you just play the move F4, they automatically put bird in the engine. Exactly. One F4 makes it come up as a bird. Exactly. So they don't even give uh, the opportunity for it to turn into something else by saying, you know what? I won't call it anything at F4. I'll wait to move three and then I'll call it what it is. No. Mm -hmm. As soon as you play F4, whatever engine you use in Stockfish, whatever it is, it says bird opening immediately. And that's what I play off of because I play F4. So everybody mind goes bird. But my theory that I'm using inside of that opening is not the bird. So if you play it like the bird, you try to do some counter system that's familiar to the bird. You're going to fall into into traps. And believe it or not, there's a one of the main line traps in a bird that people usually get a good game out of. I have a completely different um, uh, system that I play from it. And this is no no cap. Like I can go we can go get receipts and fact check this. If I was to give you a percentage of when that line is played, how many times I've beaten GMs, IMs, FMs, et cetera, I would probably say I have a 75 percent to 80 percent win rate over titled players when they play that line. And I'm talking about if you lined up 50 GMs, my win rate was 80% when they go into that line. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So it's like at some point they're going to have to kiss the ring and say, hey, you know what? Maybe this ain't the bird. Maybe this is something else. And, uh, and actually there was um, – after I started playing it and, and, and kind of regularly using it, um, I actually saw a game from the world champ Magnus Carlsen where he played almost the identical line, just did a, ver- a small variation something that was like straight awkward to me. Um, he might've got it from a computer or whatever, but it was almost the same exact thing. And he murdered, annihilated another super GM with the same exact line. Did coming, out of the, coming out of the opening into the middle game better. So they're going to put some respect on it eventually, but I think we got some more fighting to do. We got some more ground to break. So as I climb through the ranks and achieve more accomplishments and titles, um, I think there'll be a time where I actually publish an official document that puts that before the world. And I think over time, I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime, but over time it will be put into the, uh, you know, mass opening books um, as something that I developed. Okay. Well, with your new uh, national master title, do you plan to uh, take advantage of some of the perks of, uh, obviously I, I don't know if it automatically gets updated on chess.com. I guess you got to submit it and everything else. Uh, or excuse me, Lee chess. Um, but do, are you going to play in like the title arenas and things like that? Absolutely. Um, I'm looking to get some more streaming in this year, 2020. So uh, be looking out for that. Um, but I already got approved uh, through Lee Chess uh, oh. for my national master title. So it's on my account. You'll see the NM next to my name. And then uh, chess.com, they're a little bit more weary. Uh, okay. So they want it to be officially because um, on the U.S. Chess website on my profile, mm-hmm. it hasn't been updated um, so that the rating is there. The tournament history is there. But the actual uh, uh, class still says candidate master. It doesn't mm. say national master yet. So until it says national master, I don't think they're going to change it on there because they already emailed me back. Um, but I believe at the end of this month, uh, once they publish the new official ratings and change the norms section, uh, they should be able to add it there. And I, you could probably expect me in March uh, to begin playing the title title arenas on chess.com. Okay. So as we already said, the NBL season is going to be starting up again in a few weeks in March. 
what do you have for these cats now that you got your national master in front of your name? You gonna be giving them the same food fox? You gonna be coming with a little some little something different? How how you how you gonna play it? Um, <laughs> they they're they're gonna get a, a lot more than normal um, this season. Um, last I mean a few last few seasons I've been putting lumps on people's heads, but um, this season is gonna be unique. Um, I've really been pushing the envelope and playing some creative chess. Um, my rating actually dropped. But if you go in my history, you'll find out that I actually cracked 2,600 on my uh, Lee Chess account. I saw that um, last, uh, I think I was looking you up a couple weeks ago, and uh, I saw that you was at 26 something. I don't remember what it was. But you can still go back and look. You know, when it has your highest rating, you can always yeah, go yeah. back and look at that. Yeah, but I broke the 2,600 mark. Um, quiet is kept. People are, usually, you know, I do some type of stream or talk about it, but I just kept it under wraps. But I'm going to climb it back up before season three starts because I want to strike fear into my opponent's hearts. I, yeah, um, so I was going to say, yeah, to man, you need to, uh, I'm, man, I'm going to say it. You, you, are you still playing uh, chess while you're driving? Uh, no, no, no. I, I've, I've cut that out. Um, okay. Are you, do you still play chess while you're in the middle of, like, teaching your karate class or giving a sermon or something like that? Because, dude, you use a 2600. And yeah, there's no reason for you to be. I think you're like what, 23, 24 now? Don't make a difference. Okay. Yeah, I dropped I dropped back down to 20, 20, 23, high 23, 24. So yeah, man, you gotta start paying attention when you playing chess. You just get bored and be like, yeah, whatever. I'll just, I'll I just guilty as charged. A lot of times I find myself playing late at night and I'm half asleep and one eye closed. And usually that's when my, my rating points drop the most. Uh, but no, no excuses. You know, I'm just gonna climb it back up and uh, I want to start off in this upcoming NBL season three. At least in the twenty five hundred uh, range. So okay, you still, um, yeah, you're going to the uh, you a gorilla, right? Atlanta gorilla. You still gonna be repping the gorillas? Hmm, I can't say that. Uh, the teams will be announced in the next couple of weeks. Um, we're <clears> supposed <throat> to be getting the directors all on the same page, and uh, we'll be releasing some rosters and some selections uh, in the very near future. So just make sure that if you have yet to go to the National Blitz League Facebook page, that you like it. That's where all the information will be disseminated from. And then for those who would like to be a part of the NBL, make sure you register so that you're actually from the list of players that we can select. And then once you've done those two things, you know, just keep tabs. Um, once you register, for those who don't know, we put you inside of this uh, team chat. Um, so we, we keep everybody abreast of the information, the stats, everything else that's going on. Uh, so this season is going to be dope. Uh, LaChess has some new developments that they actually uh, put into motion in tandem with the NBL. So, um, it's going to be lovely. Uh, we, we're looking forward to um, a magnificent season three. So uh, people have been messaging. They're ready for it. So just get in tune and let's have a blast. Also, so, the last oh, thing ahead. I want to I want to ask you one last thing. So there was some talk also about who would be the first one to make national master in our group. And again, your name was never mentioned making national master like regardless of this tournament you know in the chat stuff like that i keep abreast of it their name was never mentioned to make national master first i think um dave franklin's name was mentioned uh tim the terminator maybe um a few other people maybe i don't know but for whatever reason your name was just never mentioned in that in that group who who is your who would be your best guess out of everyone in our group uh, that plays in the NBL that would be the next one to uh, achieve their national master title? Well, let me say it like this: When Curry started to go crazy, it wasn't long behind 
<laughs> before the people in his circle began to go crazy as well. Okay. And next up was Clay Thompson, and they called him the what? The Splash Brothers. Okay. So I'm the Steph Curry in this situation. Okay. And I just rang some threes. Okay. And uh, there's a Clay Thompson or a Splash Brother that is uh, quite hungry, might I say. Mm. Fangs dripping, blood mm. hanging off the canines. What? And that man's name is Adoremi Adekola. Johnny Strickland. Yeah, right. And uh, Johnny yeah. Str- Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adoremi Adekola. Yeah, okay. Him too. Yeah, so uh, he, he's, he's very motivated. Okay. Um, he's ready to conquer that and, and just put that as under his wing. So uh, we're going to be working together, not only with him, but there's other people that are inspired from what um, I was blessed to accomplish this past weekend. Uh, so there's many people that are going to be coming out the woodworks, but I think closest to making the next national master in our group will be my boy Adarimi Adekola. Wow! But then, after, so, but then after him, it'll be Johnny Strap, right? Johnny Strap, right? That would be Johnny or Nathan mm. uh, Nathan Kelly. Yeah. Maybe. But you know, and you know what, God, we don't always need to answer right now. You right, know, right. I mean, you, you know, to, to cogitate on that a little while. Yeah, we'll let you deliberate on that. That's yeah. cool. Um, but so. How how close is Adarimi Adakola to achieving a national master title? Do you do you know his current uh his current blitz rating? I mean I'm sorry. His current Classic uh, classical rating. rating? Yes. I don't know off the top of my head, but I want to say after his recent cage match, which was a standard time control against uh JJ Lang, I know he went up. So I want to say he's about probably 30 points outside of his national master title. So that's just one solid tournament. One solid performance can really put him over the over the hump, um, but there is something called the National Master Curse, oh. and I'm not gonna put this on my brother because I know he's gonna accomplish it regardless. But it's a known reality that many times when people are close to that 2200 mark, that a lot of times they start getting in tournaments and they're overthinking their chest because they're so busy trying to make this happen that they actually begin to drop and reverse and go backwards. Um, so I'm going to make sure that my boy Remy is properly prepared. That's what happened. I'm going to make sure that he's psychologically prepared. Okay. I'll make sure he's calm. He ain't got the butterflies so he can just play regular chess, do his thing. And I know that those 30 points will be get accomplished in no time. So I'm looking to celebrate him next. Okay. Awesome. 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 Do you think uh, G Wayne will be shortly after that or? Yeah. Well, realistically, his rating is much farther off. He's, um, like at the, at the borderline of breaking, expert you know what i mean he's he's in like the high 19s low 2000 um so he has a ways to go okay uh but i think me being his homeboy he's motivated and okay. once you're motivated it doesn't take much man it just takes a, a a good solid amount of tournaments a good type of prep and just just go for it you know what i mean don't 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 put time stamps on it because that's when okay. people start tanking just say okay. i'm gonna play my best chess i'm gonna give me some solid victories and then watch it fall on your lap now, do you think that the NBL had anything to do at all with your skill level increasing? And... Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. The the level of players that we have in the NBL uh, gives me high-level games on a regular. I mean, we're doing a blitz night and a, and a lightning night, you know, once a week. Uh, top-level players, top-tier players. So, I mean, it, it, I'll be ignorant to say that that didn't contribute because each season that goes on, it's just not me. On top of me, there's players from all over the country um, that we see on Facebook and communicate with in the chats, et cetera. All of us have increased 100, 200. Some people have even increased, increased 400 points online. And for those who say online ratings don't matter, 
stop it. Knock it off. <laughs> if you increase 400 points online, you think that doesn't translate to your real chess? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I personally went up from 1,500 on ICC to 1,850. I might be about 1,823 right now. Uh, I just bought a bot, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be like a grandmaster tomorrow morning. I, I got to figure <laughs> out how it works, but I'm, I'm positive I'm going to be there. <laughs> 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 if you are caught using the body in the NBL, you will you will get the boot terminated. The boot, absolutely, and you banned. Will be terminated and and banned for life. And we, Lee Chess, our chosen uh, platform, is very good at detecting that. I'm gonna start my own bot. We 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 are aware that the bots <laughs> are there, and we are looking for them. And if you cheat, you will be banned. That's enough on that subject. Okay, all right. So, uh, <laughs> congratulations, uh, Daniel X, with all your hard work. Actually, wait a minute. Now, think about it. I haven't said this to you. I, I put it in text. I haven't actually said it aloud. So, congratulations on making your national master, master title. I know it's been a long time coming. You finally got it. That's a great accomplishment for you. Um, Lou, What? Uh, anything else you want to say uh, as far as parting words I, or anything? Actually, I, I called... I called um, God Daniel X personally after it happened. Um, Absolutely, I was, I was very excited. I was like a little schoolgirl, schoolboy, um, very excited. Um, I feel like by Danny making this particular hurdle in his life and adding this title. I mean, he's already a third degree black belt. He already has major rank. In um, in jujitsu, uh, he's got his own school. Um, he's a minister with the the nation, um, among many other things that he does. His giving back to the community, working with kids. This is just another thing that he's done. He's accomplished, but it speaks to us as a community coming together. The fact that he can accomplish this, and now, I think our core group and people outside of our group can see, like you said earlier, this is, it's possible. It's not something that's not unattainable. And, and I believe that Danny, unlike some others in the past is willing to also help others to accomplish that goal, which he's already talked about, you know, and, um, and I think that, you know, uh, we here at the NBL are here to try to help people to, accomplish their goals in chess as well. We do everything that we can, but I'm, I'm just very excited about it. I've told him already. Congratulations. I'll say it again today. Uh, congratulations, Danny, on the National Master title. I know this isn't your last one. I know you've got a few other ones coming up. And, I, and I, I'm going to go on record today, February 6th at 10.08 p.m. and say, I believe within the next 12 months, you'll have a new title. Say it again. Say it one more time for the people in the back. I wow. believe, <laughs> I personally believe wow. that within the next 12 months, that God Daniel X wow. will have another title, another chess title wow. added to his name. He will no longer be considered the national master. Wow. He will be considered something else. I concur that message. I endorse this message. I got to put on my political my political finger. Wow. And uh, I believe. That message is damn that, approved. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have a lot of naysayers behind that statement, but 
when he hey, does it, comes with the territory. When he does it, there's just you know, just kiss the ring, just kiss you, it lightly. Right. Everybody's everybody has to shut up at this point. You got to shut up. Well, every you got to shut now, up. So you got to shut up. But then he he did what he said he was going to do. He became national master. You can hate on it. You can say whatever you want to say, but he did it. Absolutely. There's a lot yeah. of brothers out there who haven't done it. I mean, and no disrespect to anybody, it's not easy to accomplish. But I'm just saying, there's a, a lot disrespect. of brothers out there. That's a little disrespect. I'm saying disrespect, but yeah, I get what you're saying. No, there's a lot of brothers out there that 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 had something to say that they don't even have a title, you know. And I'm just saying, you know, I just. How are you going to talk about what somebody won't get when you don't even have it? I, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. I don't think that's logical. But anyway, okay. moving forward. Uh, Daniel, what are your, excuse me, uh, God, please, please don't strike me down for uh, calling you outside of your name. God, what, what, are, your, what are your parting thoughts? Uh, so, fellas, thank you for bringing me on and uh, doing this interview with me. Extremely grateful. Um, I think we've changed the paradigm with this one. And I say we because... I try not to move in an individual capacity in any stretch of the imagination. This is a collective effort, a community effort. It took a lot of, uh, you know, trash talking, abusing one another, late night chess sessions, uh, crashing over the boards, arguments, fussing, uh, but still brotherly love through it all. So this is a community achievement. It's not just my own personal achievement. And I believe the paradigm has changed and I believe the floodgates have opened. And now you will see many other brothers walking through um, from the Chicago area. Uh, that will accomplish the same thing in the very near future. So look out for 2020. I think it's big for the Chicago chess community in general. Uh, we have a lot of people that are very close, and uh, I'm going to help, and others will as well, um, to make sure that we all make it to the finish line, not just me. So um, that's just my parting words. You all just heard it. Thus said the Lord. Uh, National Blitz League is going to be coming to you in March. It, excuse, yeah, in March. It's about to go down. Everybody be out there. Go ahead, play. Start to register. All the rest of that good stuff. More information on the Facebook page and the website. National Blitz League coming to you. Uh, he still can't beat me, though. All right. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Peace. You're here joined with none other than Strap. The whatever the fuck I used to call myself, I don't even remember because it's been a long time. So let's go ahead and rewind that part back. Three, two. <laughs> All praises be due to God. Oh, he's not on yet. Waiting on uh, Daniel to jump on. He was uh, hey, think... Johnny. Oh, there he is. Oh, okay, speak the devil or speak to God. <laughs> and I'm not trying to put anybody on blast. Tell me, I but... said who? Who you talking about? <laughs> but... I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of people who talked a lot of shit. I plan to talk some shit because I figured that Daniel was going to be more uh, magnanimous. So I plan to talk shit. For, actually, you know right. what, let's talk about that. So Daniel, how do you want to play this? Are you going to be the... Uh... Yeah, I must have forgot who y'all talking to. I'm God. The preceding podcast was a production of NBL LLC. Me and all opinions that were given by Mr. Strap, Ambassador for the We Play Delegation, or those of his own, and not so much of the NBL. This show is most importantly a comedy show and meant to bring levity to a game that a lot of people take a little bit too serious. So with that said, remember, don't always listen and take advice from what's being said on the podcast. And having said that, kill yourself. Thank <laughs> you.